It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 685-685 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. I have a fun show lined up for you today. Joining me is Benjamin Spall. Benjamin's the author of a book I enjoyed reading titled My Morning Routine, How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. And in the process of researching the book and putting it together, he interviewed a number of very successful individuals about the importance of their morning routine in terms of sort of setting the stage or setting the table for their overall productivity during the day. And I thought there were a lot of really sort of interesting ideas or lessons for all of us in that book. So I look forward to talking to Ben. But before we get to him, two quick announcements. First, next week on November 13th, I'll be the featured guest for the New York City Enterprise Sales Forum's Fireside Chat, which is basically an Ask Me Anything session. I'll be fielding questions from the audience about sales and hopefully answering them as well. I'm pretty sure I will. So there'll be a link for you to get your tickets on our show notes page on andypaul.com. Come look at this episode on andypaul.com. Click on the link to be able to purchase your tickets. Otherwise, look up New York City Enterprise Sales Forum online. Also, just briefly, talked about what's coming up in the sales house or what is in the sales house this week. Um, sales Masterclass with Patricia Fripp. She's a legendary speaker and speaking coach. Actually, she's my speaking coach. And she's talking about five steps to produce a killer presentation. A new course this week in our nine-minute sales academy. It's how to visualize sales success. Meaning how to prepare yourself for a successful sales call. We've got our live pipeline coaching hour, our live sales mentoring hour, and those are for the entire community. And of course, unlimited access to me and our Sales House Facebook group. Sales is hard work. The good news is you don't have to sell alone, so we can help. Come invest a few minutes a day in the Sales House. Visit thesaleshouse.com to join today. All right, let's jump into it with my guest, Benjamin Spall. As I mentioned, Benjamin has written a really interesting book about your morning routine and the important role it plays in getting your day off to the best start possible and putting you in a position to maximize your productivity. So among the topics we're going to explore is how to build what he calls a habit stack, why you need to set your own routine. I mean, it's great to learn ideas from people that give them their ideas in his book or other people you might read online, but it's important that the routine sort of reflects who you are as an individual so why you make sure you don't fall for sort of the absolutism of the experts. There are do's and don'ts, but find out what works for you. Also, use the routine to help reduce decision fatigue, right? Part of our, seems like our increasingly busy life, we have many more decisions to make. Your routine can actually help you reduce the number of decisions that you need to make. All right, here we go. Benjamin Spall, welcome to Accelerate. I'm good. How are you, Andy? Good, good. So people don't know, I didn't hear the introduction. Benjamin is the author of a book called My Morning Routine, How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. Is that really the function of a routine to, to provide the inspiration for the day? Yeah, kind of the, the idea behind the book and originally the website, because it started out as a website five and a half years ago, is that when you start your day kind of in this kind of with intention so whether you're doing like meditation or working out or just giving yourself some productive time when you start your day in that way you're kind of bringing these morning wins with you for the rest of the day and it is it's to do with kind of making your morning successful whatever that means for you and then bringing that into the rest of your day yeah well i find it um i find it interesting that you use the word with intention and i think this is something that 
that certainly for our audience is, is one that I stress a lot is that we have to be much more deliberate and you can say, you know, with intent, acting with intent in so many things we do. And certainly in sales, which is largely a sales audience, is that, yeah, habit plays a certain role in it. But even habits have to be done with intent. Yeah, that's right. And we, we actually talk about kind of in the book, especially in the introduction, the idea of a habit stack, which was first, I don't know if it was first coined, but it was mentioned heavily in uh, the book, The Power of Habit by yeah. Charles Duhigg. Yeah. And the, the basic idea there is, is it's quite simple, is you do one habit after another every single day. So we talk about a morning routine. We say you get up, you go to the bathroom, and then maybe you'll go into your kitchen. And then you could meditate. You could you know, do some light stretching. You could work out a little bit. But the idea is you kind of place one habit, or you stack one habit on top of uh, another. And it's kind of the same situation every day. So sometimes actually people say to me, I don't have a morning routine. How do I start? And I say, you do have a morning routine. It just might be very simple and it may actually be very negative. So many of us, for example, you know, we'll, we'll wake up, like wake up and like hold our phone, like right above our head and we just check uh, Twitter and Instagram first thing in the morning. And that is a, you know, that's a negative morning routine, but that kind of might, that might be your habit stack right now. So the idea behind the book is we do point out, you know, bad things like that. Uh, but we also point out good ideas, you know, good things you can change that to. You could like, have a conversation with your wife, do meditation, for example, sure. something like that. Well, I mean, let's talk about that that idea of good versus bad habits. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. there are, um, you know, there's some contention around that. Some people think that that you can't really judge habits. Habits are just habits, right? right. But yeah. but I'm sorry with you. I think that that I break it down into, you know, habits either are helping you achieve what something you want to achieve, or they're not. And yeah, no. if they're not aligned with helping you achieve, then by definition, it's a bad habit and something you could look at modifying. No, I, I, I totally agree. And when it comes to morning routines, and I guess much of our much of our days, to be honest, I feel like our phone plays a critical role in the bad habit category. So I mentioned, you know, Twitter and Instagram. Actually, if you check Instagram for like a minute or two, just look at nice pictures. That's actually not the worst thing you can do in the world. But many of us, well, we're checking Instagram, we're checking Twitter, we're checking our email. And this is before we even need to reply often. So sometimes, like for example, with this, you may have an early morning call or early morning meeting. And in that situation, you do want to check your email just to be sure that something hasn't changed. Um, but for the most part, maybe you don't have that. And actually, you could leave your uh, phone on airplane mode overnight, keep it in your kitchen, and then like not even turn it on again until just before you leave for work. And that's a great way of um, kind of taking out that bad habit. And I mentioned just kind of chatting with your wife or chatting with your husband before. I, I've been doing this for about a year or so. I put an analog alarm clock in my bedroom and I've been keeping my phone, you know, in the kitchen, which to be honest, I'm in San Francisco, so it's not a massive distance away. Mm -hmm. But, um, and the idea that it, the idea there is I can come in and like, I don't check my phone unless I have to for a meeting or something. And then we can just have a nice chat. I can make breakfast. We can chat about the day. And then just as we're leaving or just as I'm sitting down to work, if I'm working from home, I'll just turn it on at that point. And it's a really nice way to kind of take the phone out of the immediate morning. Okay. Well, Right, so the phone is this focus of what you consider a bad habit. Well, right. tell people why. Why is it bad? I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, I don't think people uniformly believe that. So, yeah, no, it, it's bad in terms of like what you're consuming on it. So, like actually having the phone, you know, for emergencies, and you know, that's fine. And like I mentioned, having it for checking Instagram briefly if you just you're mainly looking at nice pictures of nature. That's that's also fine. But checking email and checking Twitter when you don't need to and when it's just going to kind of, you're going to get racing with ideas and your emails might make you a little bit mad. 
Uh, you might get angry about something, but you can't really do anything about it that much until you're at your actual computer, your desktop or whatever. That I don't think is very helpful. And the thing is, we well, have that all day long. Let's define helpful though. What are we trying to accomplish? That's what, you know, when we have a routine, uh-huh. what, what, what are we trying to accomplish with a routine? I, yeah, we, we talk about many things, but I think one of the main things, certainly for myself, is just kind of having a calm morning. And because our days are very, you know, kind of all over the place, our days can be quite stressful. We can be doing a lot and we're checking email all day, most of us. Um, so actually, I, I feel like taking that out of the morning, not letting that be part of your morning routine, and just kind of having the, the calm of the evening and the nighttime kind of go a little longer in the morning. I, I think that's really powerful, especially as, like I say, the rest of the day, you are going to be checking these things. You are going to be dealing with email. Um, so I think it's just good to have that time in the morning to yourself. Okay. So what was sort of the consensus from the guests that you interviewed, uh, the experts you interviewed um, for your book in terms of mm-hmm. their morning routine, in terms of phone usage? Let's start with there. Because this is yeah, phone, actually... phone, phone and email is a particularly contentious idea. And yeah, quite honestly, I'm not as convinced by... I'm absolutely convinced by routine, but I'm not as convinced by some of the people who are so fervent against the idea of checking email. Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's it's a little over the place. And like in terms of, I got some stats here that are actually in the book, um, mentioning phone. Yeah, so 60% of the people that we interviewed say that they do check their phone immediately. But the majority of those actually do say they wish they didn't. And I, I understand, sometimes I do, you know, I try my best not to, but sometimes I do. So the majority of those people wish they didn't. And it says 40, 49% check their email immediately. So these are the people that, you know, that they've decided they wanted to be in this book. They wanted us to interview them. And we decided that their routine was interesting enough to include in the book. But they still do these things that we suggest not doing. And I think that, first of all, it really shows how difficult it is to change these habits, to change these routines, especially in the beginning. Um, but it really shows that many of us, we're not perfect. And we try our best. And we have this question that we ask everyone, which is, what do you do if you fail to follow your morning routine? And that could be you know, just a small part of it or just mm. the whole thing in general. And many people, they just say, you know, if I fail, I just try my best to get back on it the next day, but I try not to let it affect me that day. And the important point there is many people, they have this idea of if you fail to do something, if you fail to do something that you're doing every day and you just fail to do it one day, you're kind of stuck. You kind of ruined it. You break it. You've broken the chain. Uh, whereas in reality, even though you have broken that chain, just get back on it the next day or the next day. Just make sure that you don't ruin it for yourself over the longer term. Yeah, I, mean, I think one of my issues with it's, it's interesting. You say sixty percent of them check, yeah. and because I I, th- I think one of the problems we run into with oftentimes with advice, you know, people that give advice and so on, is the sort of absolutism, right? There's that mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if we're not doing this, and maybe the other way to look at it is, well, hey, you interviewed a number, a you know, large number of very productive, successful people, and 60% of them say they check it. Maybe the other way to look at the data is, well, maybe that's the good habit, and the bad habit actually is not looking at your phone. That's, that's true. I actually didn't think of it that way, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, no, I think in terms of absolutism that you mentioned, that's really something we're going against. And there are many books, so many articles that show about morning routines nowadays that are kind of like, you know, you have to get up at 5 a.m., you have to do this, you have to do that. And yeah, that absolutism, we're very much going against. We like have all these examples. And some people have told us, you may have noticed yourself while going through it, that you'll, you might read one routine and then the next interview, they, they're kind of contradicting them. Mm-hmm. And the point, the point we're saying there is everyone's different. And we take all these different ideas and you should take these ideas too. Um, but we're not, apart from the tips at the end of chapters where we do kind of suggest right. 
can try. Uh, we're not telling you to do anything. We're not saying you have to do this. We're just kind of saying, you know, give this a try. This might help, like getting more sleep or like we mentioned not checking your phone so much. Um, but we, we don't want to be absolute. We want to kind of give people an out. We want to let people try things for themselves. Yeah, I think to me, the bottom line with, with the, the morning routine is that, yeah, there's value in having a predictable way of, of getting started in the day. And there are certain absolutely essential things, I think, that, that as you evolve into your life have to be accomplished in the morning. Otherwise, they just don't happen. And, mm-hmm. and there are things that are important in your life. And it could be, could be meditation. It could be whatever. Just for the reasons you talked about, and we'll get into some of those in a bit, is whether it's meditation exercise or whatever, is, is yeah, if, they're, if they're not part of that morning routine, as you said, life is busy. And yeah. they're just not going to happen. And Yeah. No, we, we talk, we have a whole chapter in the book on morning workouts. And we, I personally, I actually work out at lunchtime most days, not every day, but most days I work out at lunchtime because that works for me. But the reason we suggest giving, you know, morning workouts a go or working out in the morning a go is because exactly what you said, you can kind of, um, if you're doing it first thing, you're much more likely to stick to it and much more likely to actually do it. And we, we talk about, you know, leaving your workout clothes out the night before. That's a typical trick that people mm. use. But um, you're much more likely to actually do it than if you're trying to do it like at lunchtime or at the end of the day when things get in the way and you might like feel behind on your work and you feel like you can't take that time. So if there's something you're really struggling to do and it may not be working out, it may be meditation, it may be, it may be like important, higher level productive work that you feel like you can't do during your actual work day, just try that out in the morning, kind of give yourself a little slice of time there because you're much more likely to actually get it done because you're kind of waking up in that fresh and relaxed state. Yeah, as I went through the book, I, I could actually sort of say, okay, looking at the routine and say, okay, this person is either single or has no kids. Right. And and they were the people that worked out midday, worked out later in the day, right, right, right. deferred things. You have that freedom and flexibility. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. And when you're talking about your tips for morning routine, and we'll, that's why I want to go through those in a second, but you know, one of them was get a dog. And I thought, yeah, yeah. the thing that was missing on this list was kids because that changes. Yeah, you know, I was... I was a midday and an afternoon exerciser until mm. child one showed up on the scene. And right. then it was suddenly like, well, I don't want to work out after work because I want to go home and spend time with my kid. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to take the time at lunch because that means I was going to have to work longer in the day because yeah, just the way it is. Right. We all work through lunch most days and so on. Right, right. So suddenly it became morning. And I, up to that point, I hated, <laughs> actually hated working out in the morning. I thought I couldn't mm-hmm. run in the morning and yeah, thirty years later, yeah, I wouldn't do it any other time. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely shifts with kind of like like you say what you have to do or like what you can fit in. And we we do have a chapter in the book on parents of young kids, and in that chapter, they like 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 I suggested they all have like younger children, and they kind of speak through what works for them, and kind of like the other routines, you know, it's just to be taken with a grain of salt. That's what works for them; it may not work for you, and they kind of all contradict each other, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was very helpful to actually have that idea in there. But that, to your point, totally, like actually having to shift around when you do things, working out being a great example is that's all part of it. And we, we talk in the book about adaptation. And the idea there is if you change a routine, if something drops out or if you add something in, just be aware of it happening and like think, are you doing it on your terms or at least on the terms of, you know, what's needed for you and your family? Are you doing it on those terms? Or are you doing it for some other reason? 
And if the, if the reason is you just thought you don't have the time, then maybe you could shift it around. Maybe you could change it around if you really still want to do it. Um, but don't worry about things dropping out. If you really are not enjoying them, you're not getting much out of them. Like we, we say, start out, if you want to try meditation, for example, start out just, uh, just doing 10 minutes a day. But if after doing 10 minutes a day for a few weeks, three or four weeks, you'll really feel like you're not getting anything out of it, then that's fine. Just drop it. And if you're really enjoying it, then maybe increase it. But the, the whole idea is to experiment and actually try these things at least once. Yeah, I mean, meditation was an interesting one because, you know, obviously a number of people brought that up in their morning routine. And I was looking at that. I was thinking, you know, to me, that's <laughs> – I wouldn't put that in my morning routine. I mean, mm. I, I do meditate not as frequently as I'd like. But, you know, I use Headspace and other things, apps like that. Is is I want to do it in the middle of the day because I feel when I get halfway through the day, for me, the most effective time is, okay, I'm sort of revved up. Mm. It'd, it'd be nice to sort of – decharge for a second and then get revved up for the rest of the day as opposed to when I wake up when I should normally be at my most calm. Yeah, I, I don't find as much benefit at that point in time. But yeah. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that. I, I'm exactly the same. I do tend to meditate in the morning. But if I forget to do it in the morning, I'll do it in the afternoon. And I do find that I get more out of it in the afternoon. And I think it's because like I, I actually didn't do it for 10 minutes. But I, I think it's because, as you just mentioned, in the morning, we're kind of already, you know, we've already kind of had that. We've had a nice sleep, hopefully. And we're already feeling like, you know, it's started for the day ahead, maybe more big picture. And then when it comes to the afternoon, you kind of need that. And I, I definitely get what you're saying. I definitely need that recharge sometimes to kind of, you know, at 2 p.m., you just might be bogged down with emails and like everything seems important. You meditate for 10, 15 minutes and you're like, you remember what really is important and it can kind of bring you back around. Um, so yeah, I'm actually going to try and start doing that a little bit more in the afternoon myself. Yeah. Interesting. When people go through the book there, I think they'll find it, um, somewhat amusing, I guess, is, is how many people have like eaten the exact same thing for breakfast for 30 years or, or 20 years. And it's just like, and I sort of chuckled at that, but then I think, okay, well, you know, I've not been too different actually. Right, right, right. It's probably not too far off. <laughs> well, certainly in the last last close to last 10 years right right yeah five days a week i pretty much have had the same thing yeah my banana blueberry protein fiber shake (laughs) it's like and it's just it's easy it's predictable i know it's there it fills me up keeps me filled Mm -hmm. filled till lunchtime um yeah that's it's sort of the value for me is yeah the predictability but also it it uh, the fact that it is filling and so i think it just sort of takes something else off the plate yeah, no, I, I like me and my wife, we do change our breakfast around slightly, but not dramatically. And the, like kind of, as you were saying, the one thing that we've really focused on is will always keep us fed or, you know, filled up till lunchtime. And I think that's what people, I think people find what does, you know, what gives them the energy to work and get stuff done in the morning. And that's kind of the most important part. Uh, to be honest, the breakfast and drink question, that was more just for fun. It wasn't as, um, it wasn't as much of a, a statistical analysis of, as a lot of it. Um, but that, that was interesting. It's also interesting to see how many people drink coffee, uh, which was even higher than we thought it would be. Oh, really? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, thought, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it's, you know, 95 percent. I mean, and... yeah, what we got here? Uh, coffee is. Uh, oh, it's only actually it's only 29 percent. But um, wait, only 29 percent drink coffee in the morning? As their very first drink. Oh, so it's their very lot, first drink. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people uh, were drinking water first. Yeah. Um, but I think of a, I think if you say how many people are drinking coffee overall, it's much, much higher. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not a coffee drinker, <laughs> and I'm I'm sh- I'm about the only one as as I <laughs> the only one I know that doesn't. Um, well, I want to go through some of your tips for morning routine because I yeah I'm a, a fanatic about certain aspects of my morning routine and mm-hmm. and interested to hear a little bit and have you share with what you found with some people you talked about. So you you talked about experiment with your wake up time. And mm-hmm. I found and this sort of you also had this discussion about the quote unquote controversy about people hitting their snooze button mm-hmm. on their alarms. And I always thought is and I believe that yeah part of my morning routine is yeah after I'm an old person, but I mean <laughs> a relatively old person. But yeah, after being in the work life for decades, I I don't need an alarm. Right, right. But I was surprised yes. by how many I was surprised by how many people set their alarm or you just had talked about you know, mm. hitting hitting the snooze button to get those extra fifteen minutes. Yeah, well I would say the majority of the people who no, I don't know if it's the majority, but a lot of the people who said that they do use an alarm, they kind of just use it as a backup to hedge against oversleeping. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I, I don't, I, I totally get that. Cause I personally, I, I always set an alarm and it's pretty rare, maybe one day a week or, you know, a five day week that I actually wake up to the alarm. I'm pretty much always waking up before it. And, but I totally get that. Cause it kind of does suck. If I didn't set that alarm and I slept for 45 minutes an hour longer, like I, I work from home for the most part and mm-hmm. I don't have to be somewhere at a particular time, but it, it would kind of suck. I feel like I was behind for the whole day. It would ruin my morning routine. So that's what a lot of people were saying. They're mainly just setting it to make sure they don't oversleep. And so in that respect, many of them do wake up without an alarm, in a sense. Um, but to your point about the snooze button, yeah, we we do put a disclaimer saying that if you use the snooze button and you truly love it, you really think it works for you, then, you know, sure, continue. But for the most part, many of us use a snooze button and it just hurts us. It doesn't help us in any way. And we said, just try you know, figuring out how many snoozes you normally do. So figuring out what time you normally tend to get up once you've snoozed mm. and then just put your alarm at that time and just, you know, work for it for a week or two weeks or three weeks. And then just, just do that because the snooze button is not good. Being in that, you know, that kind of wakeful slate uh, state is it, not particularly helpful for many of us. And as I said, if it truly works for you, then continue. But uh, we would suggest against it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I'd, I'd suggest is and not that too many people ask my advice on their absolute morning routine, getting out of bed, but, um, is, yeah. So again, so surprised when our people had sort of stayed in bed after they mm-hmm. woke up. I mean, to me, it's, I get out of bed. Right. I mean, right. Same. To me, I'm up, I'm out. I mean, it's, it's otherwise, yeah, I sort of get, if I stay in bed, then I end up staying there for a long time and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not good. Um, not that I fall asleep or anything, but you know, I'll get distracted. Like I see what's on Twitter, or Instagram, right. and the news, so on and so forth. So I, I to me, that's that's an important recommendation I make people. Is, yeah, when you wake up, get up and get started. Yeah, and if you if you want to sit and meditate, if you want to sit and read, go do it somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, we actually we had a few people mention that they do try and meditate in bed. But, you know, they'll set themselves up, but that's that's not enough. They they still fall back asleep. Yeah, yeah. It's a guarantee you're going to fall back asleep. Oh yeah, point. yeah, for sure. Um. Exercise is a big one, and you yeah. talk about you. You like well, just get outside and do something. But, but I believe certainly in. You know, I've worked in sales for for a long, long time, and one of the most common things I see among people who are most successful in this profession are people who are have a routine, people who are committed to to habits, and exercise is one of those. And it's not a, a judgment on those who who don't, but um, 
it seems to be an integral part of, of people that, at least in my experience, is, yeah, have a little bit more energy, a little bit more yeah. uh, commitment to hitting goals and so on. Yeah, no, totally. And what we found while speaking with people who work out is a lot of them, you know, a lot of the people we spoke with do work out in the morning, but a lot of them do work out late in the day, kind of as we were touching on earlier. Mm. And the main thing there is to just work out at any time that works for you. That's that's as good as, you know, working out in the morning because just getting that in, getting that extra energy from it is most important. And I personally, I was feeling like a hypocrite for a while because I did work out and I didn't, you know, I joined a gym, I quit a gym and then literally just a couple of months ago. So after the book came out, I rejoined a gym. So I was feeling like a hypocrite talking about <laughs> workouts all the time and not actually doing it. And you know, since then, you know, I'm, I, I recently turned 30. I started feeling so much better, you know, and I like, you know, I, this isn't the age where you should be feeling bad. And I, I joined the gym and I just, you know, did some light weights and now my body feels better every single day. And I have so much more energy and energy in the afternoon in particular is definitely something I've struggled with, you know, having that kind of fatigue in the afternoon mm. after lunch. And um, I've actually also stopped drinking coffee. I start, I drink decaf coffee now, which of course has a little bit of caffeine, but nothing compared to a mm. regular coffee. But um, yeah, actually, so, you know, joining a gym, gym changing to decaf, it's really made a big difference to me and my energy and just my general well-being. I always, always had like a lower back pain and just like going to the gym four or five days a week has just completely got rid of that. And so we talk about morning workouts in the book, but we really, we do, we do mention just, is you, if you can get a workout in at any time of the day, it's incredibly helpful. And we spoke with the, uh, the chairman of the Vanguard group on mm-hmm. the app, and he actually, he works out at lunchtime because right. he can't. And to him, that really works. And for me, that really works. So if you, as long as you figure out when works for you and when you can, and she mentioned you had to shift yours around a little bit, but as long as it does fit in with your lifestyle, then just, just, just do it basically. Yeah, well, I mean, the benefit is, and I think the term workout sometimes dissuades some people from, and I think mm. the, the term used in the book is a good term, it's just go outside, right? It's just, right, right. if if you haven't been exercising regularly, it's not party routine, just just go outside, take a walk, right? Yeah. If it's just two blocks, start with two blocks, whatever it is, but just just start with something. And and you'll find, like I said, the associated benefits to sort of ripple through everything you do. Once you start feeling, and some of it's just a sense of confidence, right? And so much of, mm-hmm. of all of our work, whether it's in sales or any part of business, uh, stems from confidence. No, that's that's right. And we actually, it, I think you mentioned earlier, there's a point in our book where we say getting a dog is a great way to wake up and like definitely get out of the house in the morning. Oh, sure. And um, just a week ago, I was at my in-laws' house with my wife, and you know, we're looking after their house and looking after their dog, and they have an enormous German Shepherd. So, it, you know, that thing needs a long walk mm-hmm. every single morning. And it's very hot, you know, in California. So we had to go up like 7.30 a.m. at the latest. And we, we, you know, we would take him on a long walk. And by the time we got back, all three of us were exhausted. And he would lay down and sleep for hours. But um, it was a great way to get some exercise in. And, you know, even though you don't need to walk that far, and definitely if you have a smaller dog, you probably just want to go a few blocks. Um, just having that and having that motivation to get you out of the house um, is great. And just... Mm-hmm. Just having that, you know, the fresh air and everything is a really great way to start your day. Yeah, one thing that that I didn't see a lot of, and I, maybe not enough that really just stood out, is is for me uh, reading a little bit in the morning. Mm. Not not news, not you know, social media and so on, but a book, business related, typically for me in the morning, non business at night. Um, 
is is really essential and mm-hmm. for me as part of my routine is sort of just get my thoughts going i make sure i take notes that's part of the routine is is actually a cut and paste between the book and Evernote, but it's my form of taking notes. But um, yeah, it just, it's just, for me, it's a way of I don't know, getting the, the learning juices going maybe in the morning. And, and I think that's so important during the day as you have that mindset going into the day of, all right, what information am I going to be able to learn today? What can I learn new today? Right. I mean, you talk about people waking up with gratitude. For me, I wake up with curiosity. Mm, uh, and I wake up with, nice. with optimism, right? It's, I can't wait to see what I'm going to learn today. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. And you're right. I think three or four people did mention it. Um, but, you know, that's not a lot in mm-hmm. terms of the whole book. Um, but no, that's actually, for me, that's the dream. You know, reading in the morning, that's kind of like what, what you do stuff for, you know. But um, yeah, a few people mentioned it. A few people mentioned, you know, sitting in their library, which is also a dream. <laughs> Just reading, reading in the morning. What, you don't uh, have one in your apartment in San Francisco? I do not. No, I have a bookshelf. <laughs> Even that is a little too big for the apartment. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's that that just it really is important. If you can, if you have that time, or if you you make time, you know, you make it a priority. Uh, I think I think that's great. Definitely to like keep you productive, keep you on your toes. And I love what you say about waking up with uh, curiosity. I think that's a great way to be. Yeah, and I, re- I have to, I really have to monitor that. Like some people do. Is yeah, if I'm if I read something business related I, right before work or right before sleep, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a problem because the mind right, the right. mind the mind is going, and I've got tons of ideas, and and you know the way I <laughs> I, I could do something simple like you know put down Evernote or Bear or my note taking things on my phone, but but you know then they sort of tend to get lost. So I you know I end up mm-hmm. I email these thoughts to me one thought at a time, so I see them when I wake up in the morning. But oh, yeah, but you know, waking up with 12 emails from myself is yeah. <laughs> usually means I didn't go to sleep very, very quickly. Right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, for me, the, the opposite of the inverse of the, the business reading in the morning is yeah. Pleasure reading at night. And yeah, for sure. And I'm trying to listen to my wife and not read on my screen at night mm-hmm. before, before going to sleep. Cause you know, science is pretty clear that that doesn't help you get to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually because I'm always telling my wife to stop looking at her phone, <laughs> or at least, you know, put on a flux thing, you know, whatever the equivalent is, at least right. put that on, right. which isn't perfect, it doesn't take it all away, but it does help, so uh, I'm always trying to get her to do that, but um, yeah, you mentioned sleep, uh, that's actually one of the most important points that we found in the book, um, about a year or so ago, when we were kind of in the first draft phase, we were actually going to have a whole big section on sleep, we had to whittle, whittle, uh, whittle it down to one chapter, mm. but Basically, what we found is from, you know, all the people we interviewed, both for the book and for the website, uh, getting enough sleep is kind of like the most important things that they touch upon. And we think this is because, and I found this while speaking with people, if you if you really just don't get enough sleep the night before, your morning routine, you know, it could be the most elaborate, impressive thing in the world, but you're not going to get any from, uh, anything from it. You're just going to be tired, you're going to be going through the motions, you're probably not going to work as hard for a workout or like, be, you know, concentrate as much if you're reading. Um, so actually getting enough sleep a night is incredibly important for your morning routine. Yeah, I think it's it's the thing that most likely will disrupt your morning routine is not to get enough sleep. And certainly if if exercise is a component of it, if you're especially if you're you know, working out with a purpose, with an intent, you're mm-hmm. training for an event or something like that. Yeah, I mean those days when sleep is is precious and I don't get enough of it, uh, you know, if it's on my schedule hang, I get up and run six miles, it's like yeah, uh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow, right? That's because 
Yeah, and nothing worse than having a death march of a six-mile run when when you don't really want to. Um, The other thing I thought was, was, I didn't see addressed a bunch, but I think to me it's sort of an important part of the routine too is, is, because people spend a lot of time on this, is choosing what to wear. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't addressed a huge amount. It was addressed a few times. One time by uh, Bob Moore, who is the uh, founder and president of Bob's Red Mill. He's mm-hmm. 89 years old. And he was he was the oldest person we interviewed. And needless to say, it was one of the most fascinating interviews. Um, but yeah, he actually talked about choosing what to wear in the morning, kind of matching everything. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, that didn't come up too much. Yeah, I, well, I think people should have a uniform. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's sort of... Steve, Steve Jobian, if you will, uh, jobs in, mm-hmm. in terms Jobson. of, um, you know, black turtleneck and jeans, but, mm-hmm. but other people have talked about that is, and people I've read about productivity and so on is that I'm just not going to spend any energy on deciding what to wear. Yeah. You know, and that's why I have, I'm not talking about me, but this one person, uh, business executive, he says, you know, I've got blue suits and white shirts mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, and I'm actually, I have to admit, I'm, I'm fairly similar. I'm usually jeans and a black T-shirt. I mean, it's it's um, it makes it very simple. I don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. We 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 kind of we touched upon that very briefly regards in regard to decision fatigue in the book and kind of the idea that in the you know in the morning you have this baseline number of decisions you can make. I'm not entirely sure of the science behind it, but it kind of makes sense. Um, and the idea of being the more decisions you can make, the more tired you get, and kind of you struggle to make good. And you, you, struggle, you struggle to make decisions at all, but you also struggle to make good decisions, like mm. healthy decisions for yourself. Um, so we do suggest, even if it's not workout clothes, like just your regular clothes, put them out the night before if you can. As you mentioned, like make this a uniform of sorts, just make it very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, like in the morning, just put those on. Don't even think about it. Just have them there ready to go. And that does help. It's just a small little tweak in your morning, but it's a good way to um, like keep that calm and like have that one less decision in the morning. Yeah. So last thing is, and we're running out of time here, but I one important part of my routine is is uh, giving just giving myself a few minutes to think mm. and just sort of random thinking. And usually they come in the shower, um, which is sometimes unfortunate because it's hard to remember these days. Which right, those right. thoughts uh, sometimes when I'm out for a run or a bicycle ride, it's like okay, I got to stop, send myself an email, make sure I remember right, this one. Right. Um, but I think. It, it's important to have that time where you just sort of free to ruminate. And because you know, the rumination and studies I think have shown this is just so important in terms of, you know, surfacing ideas and thoughts mm-hmm. that are maybe coalescing things that, that really appeared while you were sleeping that you weren't even aware of that, or, you know, you get out and inform, you can make actionable. Yeah, no, I think uh, a few people mentioned this and I, I totally relate to you, like, you know, having to stop your bike and like, I've definitely had times when I've, thought of something or I'm reading something and I don't have a pen or I don't have my phone. And I, I think to myself, is this, is this good enough for me to actually have to get up? And you're like, yeah, I guess I should. But um, no, I, I, to- I totally relate to that. But um, no, a few people in the productivity section mentioned that. Definitely Bill McNabb, the uh, Vanguard chairman, he mentions that for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's super important to me. We actually recently interviewed Cal Newport for our website. He's mm-hmm. not the book, the author of Deep Work and several others. Right. And uh, he mentioned something similar, of course. So um, it's, it's, it is important to have that high-level thinking. And bringing it back around to meditating in the afternoon, that's kind of when I come back to that. You know, if, I'm, if I'm thinking an email is very important, I'll meditate for 10 minutes, and then I'll be like, okay, 
in terms of what, you know, my goals for the year, my goals for the next five years, this isn't remotely important. I should probably answer it, but it's not important. Um, so yeah, actually having the ability to have that high level thinking, kind of know what your goals are, know what your ideas are is, is incredibly important. And, uh, especially in the morning. Excellent. Okay. Well, Benjamin, this has been great. We could talk forever. This is a fascinating topic. And, and I told people that you're coming on the show cause I actually have, as part of my community, the sales house community, people have been reaching out and saying, okay, I'm interested in routine. Cause I've been writing about my routine right. uh, more and more. So people get a sense of that. And, uh, so it's timely that you're here. So, uh, tell people how they can connect with you. Yeah. I mean, you can, the book is, a, a, our website is mymorningroutine.com. And if you go to mymorningroutine.com slash book, uh, you can find, you know, the Amazon links and everything like that. Um, and you can find me personally at benjaminspall.com and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at benjaminspall. Excellent. Well, good. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This was great. It's been fun. Okay, friends, that was Accelerate for the week. First of all, I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to thank my guest, Benjamin Spall. Join me again next week as I welcome Amy Franco to Accelerate. Amy is the author of a new book titled The Modern Seller, Sell More and Increase Your Impact in the New Sales Economy. Now, before you go, don't forget to check out The Sales House, that all-in-one sales learning, coaching, mentoring, and development accelerator just for B2B sellers. Visit saleshouse.com. I look forward to seeing you there. So thanks again for joining me. Until next week, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.